Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, kids, how's the water? It's full of weeds. I can't move my legs. Uh, your arms are free, right? Yeah. yeah. Wave them around. It's fun. you kidding me? This can't be happening. This is Jamie from the Aquaside Company. Clear your water completely. Destroy weeds, algae, and the muck that's preventing you from enjoying your waterfront property. We know your time in the water is precious. We're the Aquaside Company. Call 800-328-9350 or visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. It's always been an offense that utilizes the tight end a lot. Looked like Irv Smith was ready for kind of a breakout year. Um, how do you kind of adapt uh, after losing him? Yeah, uh, disappointed for Irv. Nobody's worked harder than him, and nobody will work harder to get back. Um, he's made of all the right stuff. Great teammate, and he'll continue to be a great teammate. Uh, but I have confidence in our tight ends behind him. I have confidence in other positions to step up as well. All right, we, we definitely need, like, the the BS meter on that Clint Kubiak answer to Matthew Collar's question. Everything's fine. I trust all of our tight ends equally. He'll still be a, a great, great teammate. He'll still be a great teammate. What does that have to do with anything? I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he will be. Yeah, but I mean, what does that have to do with anything? He'll encourage Gronklin to be... Stepping up to catch all those passes. Uh, I just think it's funny. Like Clint, Clint Kubiak definitely went to like media training. Don't ever answer with an honest answer. Just say how great everyone is. Yep. Great teammates. We'll yep. just keep working hard. Uh, this is Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment presented by Surly Brewing Company. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. And we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. If you're watching us on a TCL TV on the YouTube channel, thank you guys. TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, and they've got a wide array of new TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Are you guys ready (laughs) for comments from YouTube? Do it. Are you ready for some high and tight fastballs? There's a couple rip jobs in here, but mostly good questions and I think good debates. And I like the rip jobs. Yeah, I think I know that. Fa- fans are very much split on what this Vikings team can and will do, as evidenced by Mike Saxton's comment. You guys are smoking dope. The Vikings are at best six and eleven, leaning more toward five and twelve. And Zim is finally gone. Kirk is benched for a QB we acquired during the season. It's rebuild time. Uh, Derek Gatz with a comment. Phil is such a homer. Every time we all know damn well the Vikings aren't starting three and zero as I had them in our 
latest uh, iteration of picking the schedule. I just want I want to answer this real quick first, and then I'll shut up and let you guys disagree with me because I know you guys are much more panicked than I am, and maybe you'll wind up being right. But I feel like people are way overreacting too far down the line to a, to a handful of preseason games in a bad month of training camp. Like in terms of it, there's been some injuries and things. But, like, the taste that people have in their mouths is from these three preseason games where the Vikings just got either smoked or looked terrible. But they weren't playing starters in the first preseason game. They weren't playing Jefferson, Thielen, or Dalvin Cook, really, at all. Significant. I mean, Thielen played for a minute, but, like, those guys weren't playing. Those are the three, three of the best position play, skill position players in the entire league. And so I just feel like people are looking at the, yes, are there some depth issues? Yes. Am I saying this is a perfect roster? No, not at all. There are a bunch of questions. Derisaw, left tackle, don't get me wrong. But I think people have like, people have gone from before camp, it was, oh, 11, 12 wins. Like, this is an amazing set of starters and this roster. And now people are like completely bailing altogether on this team being competitive. I'm not ready to go that far. I think people need to pump the brakes on overreacting to what we've seen in the preseason. All right, and I'm and I've brought up my fair share of gripes with this team, but it's gone too far, is what I'm saying. Well, first of all, I don't agree with, with the fact that they're going to win only five or six games. I, I think I put them on. I think previously I put them on ten, and when we did this exercise this past week, I think I put them on nine. That being said, I don't think people are freaking about the three freaking out about the three preseason games. I think they are freaking out about how training camp went, and the, the fact that they have seen and I, this is where I'll be sports dad and empathize with my children out there. They've seen this movie before. Kirk is not vaxxed. The Vikings aren't lucky in life. Kirk is going to get put in quarantine once or twice. Um, the Darasaw thing. Like, they literally drafted a plug-and-play left tackle, and now he can't plug-and-play. The the whole thing with Zim at times in training camp being, you know, um, not despondent, but sort of pissed off at times at guys. The decision to cut the punter now and not bring him him back is almost certainly going to lead to some weird holding thing where Greg Joseph missed the field goal. They're bringing, they're, seen, they're bringing in a six-year holder, though. But, people so. have, but what I'm saying is people are reacting, and I'm not putting them on five or six wins, but I think people are reacting to that far more than simply three preseason games because I agree with you. The starters didn't play. Now, I do think Kirk didn't look as good as I would like, but you know what? Come September 12th, that could completely change. Um but I think their I think their trepidation is far more from what you said when you said it was a bad month of training camp, which is basically the duration of camp. So I empathize with them for that. All right, Declan, who's who's more? I'm I'm saying everyone calm down. Judge Judge just poured a little a couple drops of gas I'm on the fire. Just a couple drops of I'm gas. I'm patting the kid on the head and saying, <laughs> "You've had this nightmare before. It might be time to take you to a therapist." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I definitely agree more with Judd. I I mean, I was high on them after the draft. I was high on them after the initial wave of free agents. And I said, you know what, 11 wins seems pretty reasonable. And ever since the shaky preseason and the injuries and the ineffectiveness, I've dialed back that. I think it's more of a probably nine-win team. Um, yeah, I, I think there is some tempered expectations. Now, the best thing about this is, if we are wrong and they exceed these expectations, it's just a win-win situation for us because we get egg in our face, which we always love to admit when we're wrong. And two, the Vikings are successful. But I do think it, to Judd's point, this says we've seen these movies before. We have been tortured before. It is okay to also have a little bit of second guessing now, now that the season is less than 10 days away and the things are not going as planned as they were early in the summer. 
I don't know if I go as far as saying that the the doom and gloom, the worrying about doom and gloom is a self-fulfilling prophecy for this team. I, I don't think fans who feel doom and gloom on the horizon, I don't think that connects directly with the, the team performance, although I, I do think that Minnesota sports teams sense that fans think doom and gloom is on the horizon because it almost always is. But I do think fans don't feel like they deserve greatness. Like there's a there's a certain... You know, there's just a certain malaise for generations of Vikings fans where it's been our identity to be the woe is me fan base. Oh, my God, 98. Can you believe Gary Anderson, right? Oh, Brett Favre throwing across his body. You know, those Super Bowl teams in the 70s coming up short in games they were favored even, right? Like it's we, I think, we find our identity as Minnesota sports fans in the, in the, the, disgraces and the losses and right yes and if it is which i doubt and so the minute that some things start to go the wrong way you know in the weeks leading up to the season instead of thinking like if you're a boston sports fan the last 20 years you're like ah who gives it who gives a rat's ass let once week one comes around then we're then tommy's gonna throw it down the field you know (laughs) for 20 years but here it's like oh my god oh no oh irv smith's out five and twelve like so we got we got to get away from that to some extent. I understand it. I've lived it. You've all, you know, all three of us have lived it. But I that's I sense it's more like decades of sort of built-in negative experiences leading to the feeling that a lot of fans feel going into week 1 as opposed to like they're actually screwed and going to go 6 and 11. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I I just feel I feel bad for the fans because it always seems like there's something staring them in the face reminding them of why they feel like that. So it's fair. It's a little bit difficult. If you'll excuse me for a second, the dog is Stella. Really Stella right has now. got some she concerns, wants to get man. Up. I'm not kidding you. She wants to get up on the bed, but she can't jump. So I have to go put her <laughs> on the bed. She has now decided to bark at, at me at 4 a.m. in the morning when she wants to go out at 7:30 well, you know when she wants to be fed. This is the highest maintenance dog you can get. Well, why so, don't you go to? I I, I know exactly why she's barking. She's hungry. For some pig-approved barbecue. That's what's happening right now, okay? I mean, pig-approved barbecue provides delicious beef brisket, pulled mm-hmm. pork, pork spare ribs. Yes. Just slather me in barbecue sauce. That sounded creepy. 100% wood smoked and smoked fresh daily. You can find them in their physical location, 1237 Larpenter Avenue, or have it delivered. Stop by pigapprovedbarbecue.com pigapprovedbarbecue.com. I think tailgating season here oh, yeah, is dude. prime for some pig approved barbecue. And I, as I told Judd, um, as a Midwest guy, I, I I have a tough time finding good Midwest barbecue. It, it's just not something the Midwest is particularly known for when it comes to good barbecue. Pig approved has completely changed my complexion on the dude. best barbecue around. Judd and I had our face stuffed in it about a month ago when we were doing a show. In fact, I'm kind of upset. I would like to be doing comments from YouTube every Friday with a spare rib and with all this pulled pork just at my disposal so you can see me eating it and enjoying it as well. But, uh, but, but you know, I get it. Yeah, just <laughs> keep it coming. Keep it coming. Um, also, a shout-out to another one of our partners. And thank you guys. for we've, we've, we've heard some great things about how you, the audience, are supporting our partners here on this show, Surly, Chill Boys, you name it. Uh, and Moon Motorsports, too. So thank you, because you help our partners. You help us. Um, it all goes sort of around cyclically. But um, Moon Motorsports is celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello, Minnesota. 
and you'll find side-by-sides, ATVs, motorcycles, snowmobiles, and 10 of the top brands in the industry. So this is the best and largest inventory selection in the region, Stella. Who's a oh, good dog? Stella! Who's a good dog? Stella! Stella. Who's a good dog? <laughs> uh, Who's so check them out, moonmotorsports.com oh today. All right, Stella can help us with the rest of these comments from YouTube. This is from Blackhawk Crew. So we had a big Sean Mannion discussion on Mackie and Judd. We did a little bit of it on Purple Daily. This might spark another one. Mannion completed 12 of 21 passes for 126 yards and no touchdowns and two interceptions the last time he started a game. Tell me how that will be better than Kellen Mond coming into a game as a backup, Judd. Okay, I'll explain it again. I don't know that it will be, but I don't want to compromise Kellen Mond's development for the sake of one or two starts. And I don't think it's fair to put him in yet until you are convinced that he is prepared to play. I'm not saying that Mannion somehow magically comes in, and this has been my whole point the whole time. I'm not saying go get a backup who's going to be, you know, going to Canton someday. I'm saying go get a backup who can run the game while you develop Mond. To me, one of the most important things on the Vikings platter, and I'm not talking about for 2021, is developing Mond and seeing do you did you get a guy in the third round who, by the way, potentially can be your starting quarterback at some point. And I want to give him every chance to succeed. Who's a good Who's girl? A good girl, Who's Stella. Do you want to get down? Or do you want to get down? No, I, I keep going back to though, because because you you are your bar for what you want in a Vikings backup quarterback. You've made it very clear that you want someone that can just come in and run the game, just like Jake Browning very clearly couldn't run the game, right? And I think what the Blackhawk crew and and I will throw myself into this mix too are saying. I don't think Sean Mannion can run the game. I know he's been a backup in the NFL for a number of years, and he's no, and he knows the system on paper hypothetically. But like the glimpse we got of him in Week 17 against Chicago in 2019 was right. a disaster. But like that dude was not winning you a football game. But they I only think, lost by two. So I'll but give him he's that. played before, so he knows what he's doing. But more importantly, let's say he bombs completely. Let's say he is as bad as Browning was. I don't care. Like, it hurts in the moment, but it does nothing for... It's not like, oh my God, Sean Mannion bombs. This is a problem. I don't want to expose... I saw Ponder way too quickly exposed to way too much, and he never really recovered from it, and that's always left an impression. So I'm I'm literally... I guess what I'm saying is I'm talking about until you feel completely comfortable with Mond, putting him in bubble wrap and not unveiling him to the public until you feel... He's definitely ready to play. I want to give him every chance to succeed. That's my most important thing. I'll meet you in the middle on this, all right? I agree with you for the first, like, two months of the season, for sure. Like, I just want Kellen Mond studying how things are done throughout the the regular season weeks, how the preparation is done, how the practices are run, leadership, all those things. Keep working on your mechanics. I know they've been trying to fix some, some certain things. He will not be a finished product at all in 2021. He might not be a finished product regardless of what his ceiling is for four or five more years. So I would definitely at all costs keep him off the field for the first eight weeks. But if you feel like he's having some pretty good practices and he's prepping and he's showing leadership qualities behind the scenes, I'm fine with him being the primary backup if I felt like he gives you a better chance on a whim than Sean Mannion starting in like the end of October, you know? 
I okay. just like if well, yeah, if I Sean mean, Mannion has to play two or three games this season because Kirk gets well, hurt, you're you're, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, and you're but, you're going to be less screwed with Kellen yeah. Mond's and, skill set. I think if and, you give him a few weeks to get acclimated. Again, what I've been trying to say is this: because of COVID and the weird predicament that we're in, you literally could have a Sunday morning where where you are told Kirk can't play, and I don't want to go knock on Mond's door and say you're getting the start, kid. Like, like, it's totally different to me, Phil, if you've got the entire week to prep. Like, if Kirk gets hurt, let's say, in October, and you've got a week for Mon to prep and be prepared, it still might not be perfect, but at least then he knows. But if I have to just throw a guy in on a Sunday right now, this season, yeah. I'd, re- I'd rather it be Mannion, because the worst thing that happens is he has a terrible day and, and, you know, okay. But it doesn't hurt me at all. It doesn't hurt me long term. Uh, the next one here, <laughs> comments from YouTube. Derek Vetter says, Judd's write-that-down predictions are similar to how Zimmer wants his offense to run. None of that crazy stuff, Clint. We need long, sustained drives with six-yard runs and 12-yard passes. <laughs> you are last in completion percentage and last with zero touchdown passes. Yeah, he's so right. I think he's the right. conservative offensive approach is probably an accurate uh, I only have one here. thing to say to Sean. Is that right, Sean? Uh, Derek, you were close. Derek? Derek, Sean, uh, I have one thing to say to you, Derek, Sean. Why, why don't you drop into the Mackie and Judd Wednesday show and watch me swing, okay? Okay, watch me swing. Yeah, watch me so swing. So you're, so you're telling singles. the Purple Daily audience, hey, I save all of my big predictions no, for our other show, Mackie and Judd. You should come over to this show. What I'm saying is <laughs> you've got Teddy Ballgame, Rodney Klein Carew, oh, okay. Tony Gwynn, and me. Old school. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore. I don't wear batting gloves either, by the way. And I do hit left-handed. <laughs> you and Mark Grace. Yeah, congrats. It's probably an, a reference that only five people get, especially on Purple Daily. Um, Robert Santafanti says, Mackie, regarding... D- Every time I see my name, I feel like they're saying, Hey, Mackie. Mackie, hey, yeah. Mackie you, you idiot. Drink, drink wine coolers. <laughs> you drink wine coolers. Uh, Mackie, regarding depth concerns, don't you think it's a bit early to say definitively that we have depth issues this year? We haven't played a game yet, and what we see in preseason does not necessarily reflect how good or bad we are. Um, I'm actually more going off of what Zimmer has said. Zimmer is the one that is publicly questioning their depth and flat out saying, hey, there's a couple positions where if we lose a starter, we're in big trouble. Now, there aren't many teams in the NFL that have just amazing depth all throughout. We're like, if you lose an offensive lineman, here's another one. Uh, but there are a lot of teams, I think, contending teams that are in a better position to where if they lose Anthony Barr or Eric Kendricks, they're not going down for like a special teams ace to play starting linebacker, right? Yes. So can they can they still do some things about that here? Are there still some players to be signed or traded for? Maybe. But um, I'm more reacting to what Mike Zimmer is saying. And I, But I will give you this, all right, especially with like, some of these positions, like offensively, it's hard to gauge the offense when Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook aren't playing. And like if like if Mond is out there as a backup quarterback and he's not throwing to Justin Jefferson, like it'll be a lot easier for him to complete passes to Justin Jefferson than, you know, pick your receiver that got cut in training camp. So I don't know. Like what do you guys think? I mean, are are the depth issues overplayed or do you feel like it's it's a legitimate concern that Mike Zimmer has been voicing. It's a legit concern because that that's 
if we're going to admit or, or acknowledge that they didn't play the majority of their starters in the exhibition games, so like you can't really judge the start, you know, it's like Jefferson looks terrible. Well, he didn't play. Uh, I think the one thing that we could take from those three games was a lot of their depth guys weren't very good. Like they played them extensively, which was smart. I mean, yeah. they, they got a long look at a lot of guys that they were trying to, you know, trying to have compete for roster spots and they weren't good. So um, I, that's where Mike got, got it from. And I think Phil, that's where you get it from in watching the three preseason games. And I don't think it's fair to say, well, you can't take that from the preseason games. Yeah, of course you can. So yes, there are some, and, and you're, you're right to say this, you know, Anthony Barr being out, I think will hurt them if he can't play in week one. Well, it would hurt a lot of teams. I just don't know that there's a guy that I really want. Like, I don't see the clear-cut linebacker as a die who you just plug in there and play. So, well, no, I no, I think it's very fair to express concerns about something that we saw for three games that didn't look really good. you got to think about it this way, too. There have been a lot of years in the, in the early Mike Zimmer years of coaching the Vikings and then going back to, like, Leslie Frazier, Brad Childress, where in the second half of a preseason game, Everson Griffin would be out there for, like, 30 snaps. Daniil Hunter would be out there, like, with the backups as depth, Daniil Hunter as depth because yeah. Brian Robinson and Griffin were starting. Or previous to that, when Everson Griffin got drafted, it was Jared Allen and Ray Edwards or whatever, or Brian Robinson who were starting. And, like, your depth edge rusher was a was a ring of honor guy, you know? And now it's like, all right, who are your depth edge rushers? Well, I guess Everson is back to being a depth right. edge rusher. So, yeah, is, yeah. If, right. the, you know, if, if your starters stay healthy, it's less of a big deal, but it's it's – there have been previous iterations of Mike Zimmer defenses where, like, the guy coming off the bench to give your starters a breather was the Neil freaking Hunter. Yeah. So compare yeah. the depth from this year to a few years ago. Um, all right. <laughs> Skolny says, this is via Twitter, mm-hmm. but I see Skolny commenting a lot on our YouTube channel as well, so we're going we're gonna to address this one. Gophers lose a big game. It's a moral victory. Vikings do anything short of winning a Super Bowl, and it's complete savagery by you guys. Um, so, first of all, this is about as apples to oranges of a comparison as you can get, because the Vikings play in a 32-team league with an equal salary cap and an equal strategic chance for all 32 teams, whether you're in a New York-sized market or a Green Bay-sized market, whether you're in a Tampa Bay-sized market or an L.A. size market, you have an equal chance with equal salary cap, equal resources to go and get whatever players you want, the draft, like everything about the NFL is socialist, right? It's everything has to be equal across the board. College football is the exact opposite. College football is a wild, wild west of recruiting. There are now, now that money is in play, like some of the bigger schools with NIL contacts, right? So the Gophers competing with Ohio State, which gets like 15 four-star recruits or better every single recruiting cycle, and the Gophers maybe get two or three, right, in a good year. If they can compete with Ohio State, it is a good sign. So I guess I don't really understand how that's even an apples-to-apples apples comparison. But that's And the Vikings take. also have, I mean, it, it's a compliment to them that they're consistently good, and so the expectation is, okay, take good to great. Um, the Gopher, it, it's it's not a compliment that we feel pretty good, unfortunately, because I think Skolny's right about a loss to the Buckeyes last night. But the reality is, one, it's fun, and two, the expectations are so low. Like, like 2019 was unbelievable. 
Like for most, for not most, that's not fair. For many programs, that would just be like another season. So, so this is the thing about the Vikings always consistently being good, but rarely, almost never great. We want great because that's that's the next step uh, for a team like the Gopher football team or the Wolves. Just stepping into being consistently decent would be thrilling. That's why I think that yeah. we have. I, I mean, the fact that we savage the Vikings is actually a compliment to the Vikings. Do we savage well, the it, Vikings? Like we hold no. the Vikings to a high. It's a compliment the to the frame. We, we hold them the to a high standard. We expect the fact that we even talk about we think that they can win a Super Bowl someday, yeah. and we want them. Like I, I, I am not going on a show and saying. Um, you know what? I think the Gophers can go to a national championship game before I, I die. I, there, there's no chance. I could die tomorrow. Dude, I could die honestly, in 30, 30 years. There's the, no chance during a national championship game. The season they had two years ago was, I'm like, I, I want them to keep winning games and stuff, but what they did two years ago, beating Penn State, undefeated Penn State, hosting a game day, beating Auburn on New Year's Day, like, I kind of got my fix for 10 years. You know, I'm not going to be like I mean, super mad at the Gophers that. now because no, they, they aren't going to compete with Alabama, Ohio State, like right. the recruiting and everything. Yeah. But what so. you're saying is incredibly condescending, and I don't disagree with you. <laughs> like you literally just said, I got my fix for t- 10 years because it was a fun year. Yeah, because I have much lower expectations for right. that program. But I mean, sure. it's like if you have a kid who, you, who can go to Harvard and then one who can go to a, a JUCO, you ain't going to treat them the same. Before we get to the last couple comments here, speaking of Harvard, I think Surly Brewing Company might be the Harvard, Harvard of local beers. That's just my take. Let's see. Hold on a second. What should I do? It's Saturday. What should? Let's it's Saturday, so it's not really a work day. Hold on. Let me. Oh let me wow. Away. I yep. just want you guys You're to know get- that we're actually recording this on a work day, just it so everyone. Okay. Well, you know okay. what? You just ruined it for no, everybody. Dude, go ahead. No, yeah, this go is ahead. a from home. Yeah. No. If you're listening, I can't do that. If you're listening, I will explain. If you're watching, well, it's self-explanatory. Pour it in there next year, Mike. Surly Let's hear that Furious audio. IPA. And you know what? I am I am going to work right now, if, if we have just a second, on my pour. Because Ooh. I feel like my pours have been off. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm doing a good job of pouring. Y- you really so, got to. Hold on. Wait, okay. wait. Wait for it. Like, oh, yeah. There How did that sound? Yeah. Right there. The, Pretty fu- the Furious right. has been, is Let's about to be unleashed. It's a hoppy beer. I'm curious here. I know. It's, it, it's a tough pour. So I, you got to go. Yep. You got to go sideways with the glass, but slowly, on, and slowly, and that's the. I have no patience. I heard one time that you're actually from a, a a high level brewing source, that you're actually supposed to pour it down the middle, get you the are. foam, and trap the and trap the flavor in the you foam. Are. You are, but I'm going to start to drink this right now. Sure. And so I don't want to do that. Actually, you were there for that the, the same high level source. Yeah. You were there when we there had we that. There we go. Okay, how, that's a that? good pour. Beautiful. Yeah, I love pour. it. Dude. That's nice the patience work. that I use when I pour what's almost like a child to me, a can of Surly Furious IPA. Crack open a Surly Furious like Judd just did. It's a Saturday. Enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle. Get Surly. And now I drink. Patrick Rongich mm. chimes in. If the Vikings extend Kirk Cousins, I will never watch another snap <laughs> of Minnesota Vikings football ever again. 33 years in as a fan, and I would be done. Dang. That's an overreaction, Dang. dude. I mean, he is one of yeah. the 15, 16 best quarterbacks in the world. Um, you know. I, I I would I would prefer if he doesn't if he doesn't sort of step up in certain situations this year that they move on as well. But I'm willing to give Kirk. Listen, we're about to enter week one. I think all the criticisms are on the table. His track record's all on the table. 
here's another season. You can improve on it. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be open-minded going into the season, and let's I'm see what you. Kirk can do here. And and when Kirk does leave, part of the part of the book written on him is going to be a little bit different from my viewpoint because I still do appreciate the signing of Kirk Cousins and the shot that they took. It's a shot that you should be willing to take. Like like we don't talk I, about I that a lot now, but when but when it's all said and done, they had a quarterback who had a great year who was a backup, and they didn't go. Oh, we got to bring back Case Keenum, <laughs> which was a smart move. And they went out and signed the probably the biggest quarterback fish on the market. Um, so so my revisionist history of this whole thing will be different when we get back to that chapter. That's a yeah. very important and and much like with Suter Parisi, um, uh-huh. it might not work out. But we really can't. We're not in a position to criticize big bold moves no. when we complain constantly about lack. A lack you, of big bold. You're going to whiff on some of them, but like the fact that the front office and the ownership are open to taking big shots and swings in trades and free agency, that's a that's a culture that you want to continue to water and fertilize. So I'm with you on that one. I mean, they did sign him to win a Super Bowl, to go from 13 and three and doorstep to winning a Super Bowl, and they've come really nowhere close in the three years. Is it all his fault? No. Um, but the move was made as a franchise to win a Super Bowl, and so, well, but he's got another two years left on the contract. Uh, and then Sam McCormick says, Ole Udo is his Mr. Mankato this year in uh, his book. Mm. I think I'm going K.J. Osborne. I think Ole Udo, Ole Udo did rise up and become the starter, but, you know, it's hard to flash as a right guard. Right. K.J. Osborne K. J. flashed yeah. a few times. And right? he's also improved a lot. Mm-hmm. As a receiver, he's a different player. Mm-hmm. Smith said had a couple nice little yeah. games and returns. Yep, and I like him. He is he's going to bring some speed. But KJ Asborn may have elevated himself to the number three wide receiver slot here. Yes, and with Irv Smith out, like he's probably going to get some runs. So he went from being kind of a borderline roster guy to being like the third wide receiver in one camp. Mm-hmm. I like it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, those are comments from YouTube That's it? here. On uh, Purple Daily, no well, we've been doing it for a half hour, and everyone's, a everyone's cool on my <laughs> on my dating advice. For no, 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 no comments on that. Nothing that you know. To I got to be honest. Uh, yeah, disappointed Minnesota sports fan has been commenting every single day. Day three of me asking Declan for dating advice on Purple Daily YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Day four. Day five. So I, I just it's been a been kind of a week for you. So it I don't know if you wanted to. What's no. the advice that that we're looking for? What's your advice from Declan? Uh, hmm. What do I want to say here? Uh, I would say make sure you're comfortable. <laughs> Just make sure you're comfortable. That's all. You know what I would say? What would you say? If you're going to enter the dating realm, risk management is your friend. And yes. that's where Federated Mutual Insurance Company can help you. Maybe not as much in business, but for sure, or maybe not as much in dating, but for sure in business. <laughs> so when it comes to risk management, protecting your business, and protecting your employees and keeping everyone safe, FederatedInsurance.com has a ton of great tools and information and people you can talk to. Find a full list of industries Federated protects at FederatedInsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Do you know what's going to make that first date go great? Mm. <sighs> a couple of silly. All right, this, this show has right. jumped the shark today. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. We'll see you guys later. This is Purple <laughs> Daily, Daily Vikings <laughs> Entertainment.